Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make a cap, or a brooch, or a pterodactyl. Could you, um... Shit, man. That hunk came up and messed my old lady. Got to be running cold upside down his head, you know? Hey, yo, I can dig it. No, he ain't gonna lay no more big rap up on you, man. I say, hey, Sky. Southern say I won't see. Mm. Pray to Jay, I did the same old, same old. Hey, Mac a self approach. Slick, the gray matter back. Lot performers down. I take TCB in, man. Hey, you know what they say. See a broad to get that booty at him. <laughs> Leg her down or smack him, yak him. Cold got to be. You know? Shit. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Did he try to molest you in any way? No, he's not that kind of a robot. Do you know that there's a $25,000 reward for anyone that turns it in? No, I don't know anything about it. I don't know where he is. Why haven't you gone to the police? Should you have gone to the police already? Well, there you have it. Um, yeah, you know where it is. Jimmy's folly is falling. That's the serpent and the devil has set a seam on him. And the devil with the seam. Ooh. Freaks and geeks, it's your boy Johnny Drip, and welcome to yet another edition of the Views from the John Show. No more calling it a podcast. What's a podcast, anyways? Right? What's in a name? Let's call it the Views from the John Show, right? Let's pretend like I have an audience and I'm on the radio or something, right? But, uh, yeah, today is Friday, October 25, 2-0-19, right? I've been thinking of different ways to say uh, 2019. 2019-2019, and I guess you could do Two, two o, two o one nine. Uh, two, two o nineteen. Two o one nine. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, how are you? Everybody doing good? Good. So yeah, I wanted to uh, start off today's show by thanking my three listeners. One of which is myself. So yeah, I guess I'm just basically talking to myself right now. And kind of simultaneously, like, leaving the other two people, like, long voicemails. Right? Oh, shit. I mean, I do talk to myself all the time. Because no one of you will listen. Right? So I may as well record it and play it back. So I can pleasure myself to the sound of my own voice. But yeah, I'll tell you something. I've wasted about seven hours of my time over the last 24 hours. This podcast should have been released yesterday. But three different times over the course of seven hours, I had to throw away three different podcasts because of audio issues. And it's not like I'm using a technical setup here, okay? But for some reason, I'm getting audio interference out of nowhere. And uh, even a good engineer-producer friend of mine that owns a recording studio for years, even he can't figure this thing out. Um, At least not yet, we can't. So I am recording this on a, uh, you know, back on a pretty ghetto microphone. So I'm sacrificing your speakers, right? Um, Or my own speakers, considering I'm the only one listening to this, right? But uh, it was either crystal clear audio, like you've been kind of used to lately, 
and then all of a sudden it just goes shitty, and then it just comes back again for no reason. Or it's semi-shitty, but it stays semi-shitty like it is now. So, there shouldn't be any popping or crackling or any kind of shit. You know, it's it's the rest of this show should just remain just as shitty as it started off, okay? So yeah, man, I tell you, getting older is something, man. I've been learning the hard way lately that when it comes to talking to my parents... I got to bring things down to like a G rated level, you know, back in the day, you know, I guess when my parents were younger, especially my father, you know, we could talk about some wild, crazy things, you know, R rated and beyond. But at this point, man, you know, as they've gotten older and they're now elderly, you know, I've been learning the hard way that, uh, I got to bring things down, like I said, to like a, a G-rated level. I mean, I guess they've always said that as people get to the elderly stage, that they're a lot more like children. And that's so true in so many ways. It's just been a mind fuck to me that they're at that age now where I have to be the adult and look out for them like they're my kids, you know? I mean, just like I wouldn't tell my own 10-year-old son that I think there's some kind of impending alien invasion coming, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell my elderly father that, you know, because it actually freaks him out and it worries him. And, uh, you know, that's something that maybe 10, 20 years ago, or maybe if things were different for him, he'd be interested in. But, you know, I'm learning that, you know, when it comes to talking to certain people, or especially my elderly parents, it's just, uh, you know, I really need to watch the things I say and just keep it all really G-rated, you know, like meat and potatoes type talk. I mean, it must be easy, happy, you know, puppy dog tails and, you know, like bunny rabbits from here on out. You know, when it comes to talking to them, just because, you know, I have to think of it as though they're 10 years old. You know, not that I'm going to condescend or make them go do their homework or something like that, you know, but just when it comes to the topic of conversation, when it, you know, when your parents get elderly, it's probably not a good idea to talk about, you know, aliens coming to Earth or some shit like that, you know, like they need to worry about that. You know, I just, I'm stupid. But I tell you, man, it's been pretty fucking crazy lately because I've been talking to some real people who are um, actually like left or far left and then other people who are far right or just right. And, you know, for the one or two of you that might have been listening to this podcast, um... You know, I come from a completely, absolutely neutral type of stance on all politics. I'm not Democratic. I'm not Republican. I'm not uh, Libertarian. I'm not, uh, I don't know if, if there's any more. Uh, I wouldn't even consider myself to be independent. You know, I'm just neutral on that shit. My ideals do not lie within left or right thinking. You know, I see pros and cons to both, actually. So as someone who doesn't get worked up about politics or news or the presidency and that kind of stuff, it's been really crazy to me and interesting to actually talk to people who are either left or right, you know, because one side hates Trump and everything is either this, that, the other thing, you know, and then the other side likes him and is able to pretty much rebut anything that I just heard the left say about him. And then this, that, and the other thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I would love to pit these two certain people together to argue politics because I'm telling you, it would be this crazy mental battle like you've never seen before. And I would love a front row seat to it, but, you know, I can't do that. 
at least not with two people I considered to be friends of mine, you know? But I'm telling you, these two people and how one is left and one is right and they're both very strong-minded, oh, to pit those two together on some topics would just be, would be something else, man. That would be like television gold, you know? But I told you guys, you know, I, uh, I like to push people's buttons, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, when I see it's working. <laughs> if I see somebody, you know, that's what, that's what I like about pushing buttons. That's what I like about it when it works, right? No, but, you know, no, I mostly like to, you know, push people's buttons on dumb shit, you know? Because people get crazy about dumb shit. And, you know, mostly like politics, you know, like presidential control people is just an illusion, you know, it's a $400,000 a year job. There's doctors that make that much money, you know, who wants that job at 40, at 400k a year, you know, nobody on either side can argue that, you know, Trump's the best behaved president in the world, right? But getting all fired up about politics is crazy because other than voting for two iffy candidates every four years, it's out of our hands, people. It is. Other than getting informed and voting every four years for the president, what else can we do? Hashtag, bitch, cry, moan, complain, blame. Right? Seriously. That's why I don't get involved in it. Because to me, it's pointless to get worked up about it. All I can do, the only difference, the only difference that I can possibly make, right, is just to cast my vote every four years, right? Other than that, what control do I have? None. So why am I going to get worked up about something I have no fucking control over, right? Do you get worked up about the weather? Fuck, we can't control the weather. The friggin' weathermen can't even forecast it. So do you get angry at the weather? Do you get pissed off when it rains? You know? Like, it's somebody's fault that it's raining? You know? Do we blame the president now when it rains? I don't know, people. I think you understand what I'm trying to say, even if you don't agree with it. But, you know, like I said, I tend to relax on that on shit I can't control. Because seriously, other than casting your vote, what the fuck else are you going to do? You know? So when it comes to 2020, what are we going to do? We're going to have two bad choices again? You know? Well, yes. There's going to be a better choice. Anybody but Trump, right? That's what the left will say, right? And then the right will say, just vote Trump. Biden's a piece of shit. I do think Biden's a piece of shit. Well, maybe he's not a piece of shit, but I don't like him. Sorry. And that's not because I'm Republican. I know uh, Democrats, right? The left that don't like Biden. So there you go. You know who I like? I like friggin' Bernie Sanders. Sorry. I think Bernie Sanders is Democratic, isn't he? Poor guy just had a freaking heart attack. It's terrible. I think that's Bernie's biggest downside, man. Is the guy's health isn't great and he's 78 years old. But I gotta tell you. <laughs> watching his interview on Joe Rogan. Where the guy actually had a chance to speak. For as long as he wanted without being interrupted. And explained his ideas and his plans. And Rogan, you know, of course questioned him. Anytime he got off topic and sorry, I liked what the freaking guy had to say. And then I asked myself, why can't we give an interview like that to every buddy who's running? Well, we do do that. It's called the presidential debates. What, where they have eight seconds to talk and they argue over each other? No. That's why Joe Rogan is the best interviewer. Because he's not paid by anybody. He's not affiliated with a news station or a, a political stance. 
He's just a regular motherfucker that just happens to have a talk show in his, like, backyard, right? And he just lets people friggin' talk like we're just talking right now, like I'm talking to myself. And he just happens to have famous people on. That's what makes it so real. Why can't we set up interviews like that with every presidential candidate? Ask yourself that question. Will we do, you know, Fox News or CNN? No, come on. Stop it with that shit. You seriously don't think CNN or Fox News is a business that isn't politically run by the... By the uh, I'm not going to get into this shit. But seriously. It's all stupid, like I said. Other than trying to be informed and casting my vote every four years, it's out of your control. It's out of my control. So don't sweat the shit, alright? You don't need to get mad. You know? Deal with it. Cast your vote in 2020. Other than that, stay informed on the candidates. Relax. Keep your mouth shut. Don't worry about fucking politics or news or any of that shit. Just relax. Would you try turning the news off for a while? Turn on a comedy or something, right? Does anybody remember? Does anybody remember laughter? I think anybody does, man. I tell you, some of the jokes and the material that I've been coming up with lately have been failing hard on people, or going way over people's heads. Well, why is that, John? Have you stopped being funny? No. You know why? It's because the people I'm telling these jokes to, they're just not in the mood, or they just don't care, you know? And that's the thing, it's like, when I'm doing an open mic comedy around here, right? It's not like I'm at a comedy club where there's happy people who came to pay for and see comedy. I'm in a bar or on the phone, right, or through a text message with somebody that's not in the mood, isn't in the mood for comedy, you know, isn't paying me to be funny, and is either super left or super right, right, you know, and it's pretty much no different than the friggin' open mic. This city is either super far left, right, bleeding heart no sense of humor I'm telling you Dave Chappelle you name your favorite comedian and if they put on a disguise and did an open mic where I have to do open mics they would fail miserably and that's just the truth of the matter so that's what I'm up against you know so just knowing that you have to go up on stage every Wednesday night and just suck ass, not because you actually suck ass, but because, you know, you're not actually at a comedy club with with paying people that are there to see comedy, you know? At least if there was an actual comedy club around here, like there used to be several, you know, people would actually be going because there's comedy, you know? Even though these these bars have specific comedy nights you know, let's be honest, there ain't a lot of people turning out, okay? You know, because friggin' Burt Kreischer's not on the bill, right? Or Chris, Chris D'Elia. The guy that got famous and huge just for being famous and huge somehow. But I'm telling you, literally Dave Chappelle, if he were to show up in this city at any of these open mics in a disguise where you could not tell who he was. He would get booed off the stage. And that's just, uh, that's just how it is. I mean, I thought I wasn't funny, but as it turns out, anyone who doesn't laugh is just ignorant, right? <laughs> that's the card I should play, right? Anytime doesn't, Anytime somebody doesn't agree with me or laugh at my joke or something doesn't go my way, I can play the, you didn't do this because I'm, insert your affliction here, right? <laughs> you didn't laugh because I'm a, I'm a guy, right? 
You didn't hire me because I'm a woman. You didn't pick me for your fantasy team, so you're racist. You didn't vote for my presidential candidate, so you're an uninformed piece of racist shit, right? Why do we do that? Why does nobody take responsibility for their own shit anymore? You know? I've heard that too many times. Too many times. Oh, this didn't work out for me because I'm this way. Or these people don't like me because I'm that way. No. Can it be that they just don't like you just because you're a piece of shit? You know? Why does it have to be so much more complicated than that? Oh, I didn't get the job because, uh... Uh... Uh, I don't, you know. No, maybe you just didn't get the job because you weren't the most qualified fucking candidate, you know? There's people that play that card hard, bro. There is. I saw it down south a lot with uh, people trying... Oh, I, I ain't gonna quite go there. Alright. But you know what I was thinking about the other day? Somebody asked me, they're like, So who's your best friend? And I'm thinking to myself, who's my, who's my best friend? You know what I came to the conclusion of? It's me. I'm my best friend. Right? I'm the fucking best dude I know. I get treated exactly like I want to be treated. He always listens to me. You know? I talk to him all the time. The only problem is he's one ugly motherfucker. But other than that, I love the dude, right? But seriously, they say you have to love yourself, right? Before you're able to love someone else. So, if, if well, I don't, I don't love myself. Well, do you love anyone else? Because they say, right? I don't know who they is. That you are incapable of loving anyone else unless you love yourself. So there you go. And I don't mean being in love with yourself, okay? There's a difference between loving yourself and being in love with yourself, right? Thinking you're hot shit, being egotistical, etc. You know? Loving yourself is just being comfortable with who you are, you know? Accepting yourself, finding value in yourself, you know? But I've had to go through a lot of shit in my life. And unfortunately, I've had to go through a lot of it alone, you know? So I've had, I've had to learn how to deal with some pretty heavy shit alone. And uh, because of it, I'm comfortable with being alone. You know, when I was younger, I was always with somebody. I always had people around. But, uh, you know, as life goes sometimes, um, you know, I found myself without that luxury. You know, sometimes shit got rough in life and, uh, you know, all the good friends were gone or moved away, right? So at certain times in my life, I had no one to turn to but myself. But like anything, right, it only made you stronger, only made me stronger. You know, isn't that a saying, right? What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Every setback or obstacle in life is an opportunity to learn or grow. You know, I learned how to self-sustain. I learned how to be alone. I know some people that are literally incapable of it. You know, I know a particular lady that I'm thinking of right now that like if her husband just up and left her or something like that, she would be in another relationship literally within days just because she is incapable of being alone. Ever since she had her first boyfriend at like age 15, she's had a boyfriend ever since. I think the longest she's been in between relationships was maybe a, a, a week or two. <sighs> but anyways, I digress. But yeah, I learned how to be comfortable being alone. And why? I didn't have a choice. And that's just it, right? Sometimes we have no choice but to face shit that we don't know or like. And to me, when that shit happens, we have two choices. We can either grin and bear it, you know, or you can roll up into a ball and give up. I chose to adapt and overcome. And what did I gain? I don't know. 
seven imaginary friends, right? I mean, I have very little memory of this, but I'm told that when I was younger, like maybe like age three to five, like, you know, like toddler type age, that I had an imaginary friend. And I guess it was pretty amazing to my family because I was having like full on long, intelligent conversations with somebody who wasn't there. And their name was Bick. I don't know how you spell it. B-I-C, B-I-K, B-I-C-K. I have no friggin' idea. And when I think back on this now, like 35 years later, with the shit I know now and the stuff that I believe in, I could have been talking to like a ghost or some shit like that, you know? Who knows? You know? I mean, little kids, right? They play and have small talk with like dolls and imaginary friends, right? Like little conversations and shit. I think that's fairly normal. But I guess I was having like long, intelligent, full-on conversations about all sorts of stuff that I really had no business talking about at that age. I mean, nothing sexual or crazy like that, so don't get excited, fucking pervert. But damn, I mean, thinking about it now, I mean, if that was happening now, like if, if I was that age with the kind of technology that we have now, somebody from my family could have recorded one of those conversations that I had with this entity named Bick. Wouldn't that be insane? That would be fucking, that would, that, that would probably make my head explode if I was able to listen right now to a conversation that I had as a five-year-old with some invisible dude named Bick. Isn't that nuts, though? I was having full-on conversations, dude, with somebody that wasn't visible to anybody else. And I don't even know if he was, or he, I don't even know if it was a he, I don't know what the fuck it was. I have very little memory of this. Very, very, very little memory of it. And I suppose I should probably ask my family again, right? Maybe write it down. Because I'm so fucking forgetful. Because then that story will be lost. I don't know, sir. Can you remember back to when you were five and recall every memory? I mean, I have a memory of having an imaginary friend named Bick. But I wasn't aware when I was five, that this Bic character was, you know, imaginary. I think they just let me be, you know? I guess I would just be chilling outside, you know, being a little boy, doing something, right? Stepping on ants or some shit. I don't know the fuck I was doing. But I'd be having full-on intelligent conversations about life with somebody who wasn't there, you know? Uh, it's, it, it's not like I was having a friggin', you know, a battle with my G.I. Joes, right? You know, going, you know, right? Playing with action figures, you know? I'm just like pacing the backyard, having long conversations at five years old, like, you know, about life with some dude who's not there. Jesus. I would love to be able to recall some of those conversations just to know what the fuck we were talking about and who, you know? That's nuts to me when I think back on that. Just to be able to have that audio, you know? That would be crazy. You want to hear something else crazy I was thinking about? That would just not jive in today's, you know, climate, so to speak. And you have to understand the moral of this story, okay? There is a moral to everything that I talk about, okay? But... Thinking back, this was this was around third or fourth grade, right? Third or fourth grade. Aww. And through the magic of technology, I'm back. And you're like, John, you were just about to tell a fucking story. Thinking back to third or fourth grade and you stopped. Yeah, I stopped, right? I had to stop the recording for a minute. And magically, you know, it seemed like a few seconds to you, or to me, right? Because I'm the only one listening back to this. Uh, you know, I could have been gone for several days, right? 
So anyways, thinking back, about the third or fourth grade maybe, okay, elementary school, there was some kind of assembly that they had in the cafeteria, and I don't know what it was about or what the reason was, but they had brought in some guests, okay? I don't know why they brought these people here, okay? But these guests that they brought in front of first graders, second graders, third graders, and this is what, mid-80s? These guests that they brought were severely handicapped people, okay? And it's not like they brought in somebody in a wheelchair who just didn't have the use of their legs or somebody, you know, or somebody that didn't have any arms or something like that. I mean, they brought in some very unfortunate people um, that were in very bad shape. And we were young kids, you know, first, second, third grade. We had never been exposed to anything like that before, you know? We didn't see people that handicapped, um, you know, on TV, you know? I mean, if that happened today, you know, parents would flip. But, you know, they basically exposed us at a very young age to, I mean, severely handicapped people for the first time. And I remember a lot of us kids were actually giggling. We were laughing at these handicapped people, and I was one of them. And you're like, oh my god, John, that's so fucking terrible, you're going to hell. You laughed at handicapped people? Do you understand we were young kids? Okay? We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were looking at. All we knew was that there was some character, right, in a chair that was drooling, going, right? And sorry, you know, I don't mean to laugh at that dude's misfortune, but shit, we were young kids and we giggled. We didn't know it was funny to us. But I blame that on the schools, you know? Who exposes young kids like that to just severely handicapped people and I don't know what this whole assembly was even about you know if the whole point of it was to expose kids to handicapped people why don't you like start us off with maybe somebody who's got a busted leg or you know an arm or something why are you bring in people that you know can't talk and are like shaking violently and have drool hanging out of their mouth and stuff I mean it was nuts, but that's what we were exposed to. I mean, Jesus. And uh, we were just all like, bro, what the fuck is going on, you know? So I think about that now, you know? Because I'm currently not a parent, but I know parents. And, uh, you know, I hear about some stuff that their kids are exposed to and some stuff that they get, you know, kind of angry um, at the schools at and then I think about some of these stories and I think like if that had happened in today's climate the school would get chastised for exposing kids to that and then any kids who did happen to giggle would probably be expelled for giggling but can you really fault a kid when they don't know any better you know what I'm saying kids don't get it you know i think parents forget what it was like to be seven years old and see something that you thought was funny you don't have that sensor that you know it's not polite to laugh at somebody who's severely handicapped right but kids do it kids say and do all sorts of crazy weird insensitive bad stuff it doesn't mean they're bad kids they're just kids being kids. I wasn't the best kid. I misbehaved in school. I did. I had teachers call my parents and say I was the worst freaking kid they've ever seen when I was a freshman in high school. But some of those same teachers called my parents back when I was a senior and said I was the most improved kid that they had ever seen in their 30 years of teaching. And you know what happened? Nothing.
I just matured. I grew up, you know? So I see some parents that come down pretty hard on kids because they swore or, you know, and all that stuff. And then like the left parents, right? They want to blame kids that act out because Trump's in office. I mean, you're going to really go there, you know, you're going to blame, you're going to blame kids being kids because Trump's in office. Bro, I was doing that shit at eight, 10 years old. And I think Reagan was in office. You know, do you hate Reagan too? You know, it's got nothing to friggin do with who's in office. Okay. Everyone just needs to relax with that bullshit and people need to get, give kids a break. Okay. Were you a great friggin kid? Were you, you know, so why are you going to be an ass to your kid when they misbehave? Right. Take away all their shit and yell at them. Right. They're not going to get it when you do that. They're not. They're just going to resent you. All they're going to know is that you took away their, you know, their, their friggin', you know, YouTube and their, and their PlayStation and all the other shit, right? And they're going to resent you for it. They're not going to get the point of why you're taking those things away when you just come at them and go, Bleh! you know? You know, oh, you're in big trouble, mister. I'm canceling you out of this, 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 that, and that. Go to your room. What is that going to solve? The kid's just going to be pissed off. He's going to hate you. And all he's going to connect that with is just all the stuff that you just took away. And he's going to resent you, especially when he hits puberty, right? And I don't know. Maybe I'm out of line it's not like i'm telling people how to parent right or at least i didn't tell this these people how to parent but uh i don't know i think sometimes people who are on the outside kind of like i am because i'm not this parent because i'm not left or right or i don't i don't drink the political freaking kool-aid i'm not watching cnn or fox every night you know that I can just see through all the bullshit, you know? And I try to break everything down to a real basic level. I think too many times when we try to problem solve, we look for the first answer to be more complicated. When literally a lot of the time the answer is actually so easy, we don't even think of it, you know? It's like, do you wear glasses? Have you ever tried to look where your glasses are and couldn't find them and realize they were like on your hat or on your head or you had a, or you already had them on, you know? Anytime a problem pops up, we jump to step 22 in the troubleshooting manual and then go from there rather than jumping to step 1. And that's kind of how I look at all this shit. No matter what the problem is, whether the problem is who you think is president or the problem is with your own kid, when you go to troubleshoot and think about how you want to react and think and be about that particular problem, try to go back to step one. Take a deep breath, think about it for 24 hours, and try to go back to the most simplest explanation. Is yelling and screaming and taking away from Trump or from your child or for anything in your life going to make anything better no it ain't you know i'll give you another example that's you know you ever heard the saying you can lead a fish to water but you can't make it drink right it's the same thing here right tell me how to do something i'm gonna forget it right Show me how to do something, and I'll get it, right? You know? And I got to tell you, man, I am so hungry right now. My back teeth are floating. Man. But, oh, God, it's back to being bumper sticker season. And around here, it's, uh, like I said, it's... Uh, 
a lot of left. A lot of left around here. And that's fine. People want to be left, be left. You want to be right, be right. All right. I'm not telling you what to uh, do or think, right? But the bumper stickers are out. The political signs are out, right? Does anybody really care who you're voting for, you know? Like, I'm going to drive down your particular street today, sir, and see your uh, Biden sign in your front yard and then go to my, and just think to myself, oh, shit, there's a Biden sign. That reminds me. I think I'll vote for Biden, you know? Does anybody give a shit about your bumper sticker or your sign? Is that going to change anyone's mind that you're standing on the side of the road saying, you know, impeach Trump? Okay. Because you're holding the signs saying it, I'm going to go out and fucking impeach Trump, you know? Or because you're holding up a sign saying whatever, I'm going to go and do it, you know? Does anyone subscribe to that shit, you know? I'm going to see your bumper sticker that says kill my television, and then I'm going to go home and kill my television, you know? I care that your honor student beat up my dropout, you know? I don't care that your other car is a broomstick, you know, or that your dog is your co-pilot, you know, I'm sure you've seen them all, you know, vote this way, vote that way, you know, telling me to vote yes on no, vote no on yes, you know, vote up when I should vote down, vote down when I should, you know, just, just Christ. It's so much chaos, and it doesn't need to be. So that's why I try not to get fired up about it, you know? Why worry? Why get fired up about shit, you know? I, but, I don't know. I get fired up about shit just because I can't help it. You know what fires me up? It's just stupidity and ignorance. And it's not stupidity and ignorance because I think it is, you know? There's a difference. I know it is. <laughs> and why do I know it is? Because like I said, my opinions aren't based on any kind of ideological thinking other than just the basic human principle that everyone was born with just called, you know, that's just called right and wrong and common sense. That's it. That's all. That's all I try to base my opinions on is just those things. And if that is the wrong way to base your opinion, then I, I guess I'm fucked up, you know? Like, isn't it just... Isn't it just in our human DNA to want to look both ways before you cross a busy street? But people don't. They go charging right down into a busy street with their head, in, with their head buried in their phone. The fuck is that? Why would you why would you do that? But people do it. I told you the story about the woman that charged out of a grocery store with her head down and literally walked into the side of my car and then blamed me because I was there. You know? That's the same equivalent to you hitting a building and then yelling at the building, you know? It's like everybody wants to blame everybody else for their shit and then get angry at everything. But just think about it. Why be angry? Why get pissed off? It's such a stupid, bad feeling emotion. Happiness and laughter is just so much easier. You know? Why am I going to get bent out of shape because, you know, you know, because I, because somebody told me that Trump did this, that, the other thing. You know? Like I have any say in the matter or any control over what he did. You know? Is my world going to end tonight because of it? No. So I'm not thinking another second about it, ma'am, or sir. I don't care. I'm at that age where I just, I don't care about your bullshit or the propaganda. I'm too old for it. I'm not subscribing to it. I'm not. No more will I ever feel sorry for myself or overextend myself or, you know, any of that type of shit. I've just... I've learned too much by being on this planet for 41 years and repeatedly 
either fucking up or get or, or getting fucked with, you know. So I try to drop knowledge to people, and you know, well, that's just your opinion. Well, I guess I guess it is my opinion, sir. But just understand that my opinions are not rooted in a left or a right or any any kind of thing or any kind of other thinking, other than just common sense. That's how I was raised. I was raised by a father that was just, everything was just black and white, right, wrong, common sense, you know? And just, that's how I am as an adult. That's how I see the world. I see it for how it is in black and white. You know, I think all this other shit, this outrage, racism, ignorance, stupidity, we're not born ignorant, racist, or stupid. Those are all learned those are all learned behaviors, you know? We're not born to freak out, right? Just relax, all of you. All three of us listening to this, you know? All right, I don't know how long I've been, how, how long have I been talking? I have no idea. A few people freaked out at the length of my uh, podcast the other day. Who listens to a podcast that's two and a half hours? I don't know. What, is one hour better for you? Then just chop it up in two and a half listens, you know? Sorry, I get rolling, right? But, uh, like I said, this product should have been out 24 hours ago. And uh, I sacrificed up and down audio quality to give you consistent low to mid-grade quality across the board, right? Both in terms of content and in audio quality. So anyways, I hope everybody has a swell weekend, all two of us or three of us listening. And uh, I'm going to attempt to come back Monday, whatever the date is, the 28th maybe, which will be the last podcast or show, whatever we're calling this debacle, before Halloween. And yeah, let's do one of those stereotypical Halloween specials, right? We'll sing and dance, make, sh make s'mores, tell some ghost stories, right? No, I do have something planned for that. And you know me, I'm a conspiracy theory guy, and I'm really into, you know the unknown, but I don't buy the Bigfoot shit. Well, I do, okay? I just don't buy the friggin' TV shows, okay? And a lot of what I believe in isn't based on some idiot TV show that you see on TV, okay? Or some YouTube clip I watched of some maniac, all right? You should have learned by now, even if this is the fir first podcast you're ever listening to, that my beliefs are not rooted in, you know, bullshit. I really try to research on a subject and think on something before I talk on something. So, I don't know. I guess if, you, if I say something, you can take it to the bank, right? That's a good saying, right? <laughs> I think that's a political saying, isn't it? I can see a politician doing that. And I promise you... If you elect me, I'm going to do this, that, and the other fucking thing. And you can take that to the bank, right? And, and you can take this to the bank. This has been another version of the Views from the John show. Everybody have a great weekend. And I will talk to you, hopefully, on Monday. Peace. Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my man. Would you gentlemen care to order your dinners? Bet, babe. Slide a piece of the pole to a drink, so I run the job. Look at here. I can take grease and chomp it on some butter and drag it through the garden. Sad anymore. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Please, let me handle this. Calm down. Now, get back to your seat. I'll take care of this. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Do you want another phone?
everything's gonna be all right. Sister, please, don't know this. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Out of here. I gotta get out of here. I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs>